Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 27. Today we are going to be looking at the theme of grace and law. This idea and understanding in Christianity that God shows his grace and then he says, and now this is how you ought to live in light of what I've done for you. So God saves first and then says, this is how you ought to respond and how you ought to live because I've saved you. And we'll see this theme in Exodus, in Psalm 33, and also in Ephesians chapter 5. Exodus 19. In the third month after the Israelites went out from the land of Egypt, on the very day they came to the desert of Sinai. After they journeyed from Rephidim, they came to the desert of Sinai, and they camped in the desert. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain. Thus you will tell the house of Jacob and declare to the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I lifted you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And now, if you will diligently listen to me and keep my covenant, then you will be my special possession out of all the nations. For all the earth is mine, and you will be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you will speak to the Israelites. So Moses came and summoned the elders of Israel. He set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together, All that the Lord has commanded, we will do. So Moses brought the words of the people back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud, so that the people may hear when I speak with you, and so that they will always believe in you. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and make them wash their clothes, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You must set boundaries for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves not to go up on the mountain, nor touch its edge. Whoever touches the mountain will surely be put to death. No hand will touch him, but he will surely be stoned or shot through, whether a beast or a human being. He must not live. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they may go up on the mountain. Then Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not approach your wives for marital relations. On the third day in the morning there was thunder and lightning and a dense cloud on the mountain, and the sound of a very loud horn. All the people who were there in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their place at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely covered with smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in fire, and its smoke went up like the smoke of a great furnace, and the whole mountain shook violently. When the sound of the horn grew louder and louder, Moses was speaking, and God was answering him with a voice. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain, and the Lord summoned Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The Lord said to Moses, Go down and solemnly warn the people, lest they force their way through to the Lord to look, 
and many of them will perish. Let the priests also who approach the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people are not able to come up Mount Sinai, because you solemnly warned us, set boundaries for the mountain, and set it apart. The Lord said to him, Go, get down, and then come up, and Aaron uh, with you. But do not let the priests and the people force their way through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. And God spoke all these words, I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt, from the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, responding to the transgression of fathers by dealing with children to the third and fourth generations of those who reject me and showing covenant faithfulness to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless anyone who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to set it apart is holy. For six days you may labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your cattle or the resident foreigner who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and your mother, that you may live a long time in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that belongs to your neighbor. All the people were seeing the thundering and the lightning, and heard the sound of the horn, and saw the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled with fear and kept their distance. They said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that, you may, that the fear of him may be before you, so that you do not sin. The people kept their distance, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, Thus you will tell the Israelites, You yourselves have seen that I have spoken with you from heaven. You must not make gods of silver alongside me, nor make gods of gold for yourselves. You must make for me an altar made of earth, and you will sacrifice on it the burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and I will bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you must not build it of stones shaped with tools, for if you use your tool on it, you have defiled it. You must not go up by steps to my altar that your nakedness is not exposed. These are the ordinances that I will set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve for six years, but in the seventh year, he will go out free without paying anything. If he came in by himself, he will go out by himself. If he had a wife when he came in, then his wife will go out with him. If his master gave him a wife and she bore sons and daughters, the wife and the children will belong, will belong to her master and he will go out by himself. But if the servant should declare, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. 
Then his master must bring him to the judges, and he will bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master will pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. If a man sells his daughter as a female servant, she will not go out as the male servants do. If she does not please her master, who has, a de- who has designated her for himself, then he must let her be redeemed. He has no right to sell her to a foreign nation, because he has dealt deceitfully with her. If he designated her for her son, then he will deal with her according to customary rights with daughters of daughters. If he takes another wife, he must not diminish the first one's food, her clothing, or her marital rights. If, she does not, if he does not provide her with these three things, then she will go free without paying money. Whoever strikes someone so that he dies must surely be put to death. But if he does not do it with premeditation, but it happens by accident, then I will appoint for you a place where he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks his neighbor to kill him cunningly, you will take him even from my altar that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother must surely be put to death. Whoever kidnaps someone and sells him or is caught still holding him must surely be put to death. Whoever treats his father or his mother disgracefully must surely be put to death. If men fight and one strikes his neighbor with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but must remain in bed, and then if he gets up and walks about outside on his staff, then the one who struck him is innocent, except he must pay for the injured person's loss of time and see that he is fully healed. If a man strikes his male servant or his female servant with a staff so that he or she dies as a result of the blow, he will surely must be punished. However, if the injured servant survives one or two days, the owner will not be punished, for he has suffered the loss. If men fight and hit a pregnant woman and her child is born prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the one who hit her will surely be punished in accordance with what the woman's husband demands of him, and he will pay what the court decides. But if there is serious injury, then you will give a life for a life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If a man strikes the eye of his male servant or his female servant so that he destroys it, he will let the servant go free as compensation for the eye. If he knocks out a tooth of his male servant or his female servant, he will let the servant go free as compensation for the tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman so that either dies, then the ox must surely be stoned and its flesh must not be eaten, but the owner of the ox will be acquitted. But... If the ox had the habit of goring and its owner was warned, but he did not take the necessary precautions, and then it killed a man or woman, the ox must be stoned and the man must be put to death. If a ransom is set for him, then he must pay the redemption for his life according to whatever was set for him. If the ox gores a son or a daughter, the owner will be dealt with according to this rule. If the ox gores a male servant or female servant, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver and the ox must be stoned. If a man opens a pit or if a man digs a pit and does not cover it or and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit must repay the loss. He must give money to its owner and the dead animal will become his. If the ox of one man injures the ox of his neighbor so that it dies, then he will sell the live ox and divide its proceeds and they will also divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox had the habit of goring and its owner did not take necessary precautions, he must surely pay for the ox, and the dead animal will become his. So here we are partway through a, a bunch of laws that God is putting into place. There's some key things here to remember again. 
First, God started by reminding them of his grace and saving them out of slavery. And then he says, and this is how I want you to live. And much of our justice system is actually based on these concepts, that the, the punishment ought to fit the crime, and that uh, there is to be proper justice for people who are injured, mistreated, uh, no matter whether you're a slave, a servant, or someone who is free. And so in all these things, uh, God's showing us that there is a new way to live when you experience his grace and his love. We continue today now also with Psalm 33, a psalm of praise to God and a psalm that ends with an expression of the people saying, this is the God we want to serve and love because he's first shown his steadfast love to us. Psalm 33. You godly ones, shout for joy because of the Lord. It is appropriate for the morally upright to offer him praise. Give thanks to the Lord with a harp. Sing to him to the accompaniment of a ten-stringed instrument. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully as you shout out your praises to him. For the Lord's decrees are just, and everything he does is fair. He promotes equity and justice. The Lord's faithfulness extends throughout the earth. By the Lord's decree, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all the starry hosts. He piles up the water of the sea. He puts the oceans in storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all who live in the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into existence. He issued the decree and it stood firm. The Lord frustrates the decisions of the nations. He nullifies the plans of the peoples. The Lord's decisions stand forever. His plans abide throughout the ages. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen to be his special possession. The Lord watches from heaven. He sees all people. From the place where he lives, he looks carefully at all the earth's inhabitants. He who is the one who forms every human heart and he takes notes of all their actions. No king is delivered by his vast army. A warrior is not saved by his great might. A horse disappoints those who trust in it for victory. Despite its great strength, it cannot deliver. Look, the Lord takes notice of his loyal followers, those who wait for him to demonstrate his faithfulness by saving their lives from death and sustaining them during times of famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our deliverer and shield. For our hearts rejoice in him, for we trust in his holy name. May we experience your faithfulness, O Lord, for we wait for you. And we conclude today with uh, Ephesians chapter 5. And again, notice that uh, it speaks of how God first loves us and we respond in love to him, how God shows us grace and we treat each other with grace. So Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and live in love just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But among you, there must not be either sexual immorality, impurity of any kind, or greed, and these, as these things are not fitting for the saints. Neither should there be any vulgar speech, foolish talk, or coarse je- joking, all of which are out of character but rather let there be thanksgiving. For you can be confident of this thing, that no person who is immoral, impure, or greedy, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let nobody deceive you with empty words, for because of these things God's wrath comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be sharers with them, for you were at one time darkness, 
but now you are light in the Lord. Live like children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for the things they do in secret are shameful even to mention. But all things exposed by the light are made visible, for everything made visible is light, and for this reason it says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, consider carefully how you will live, not as unwise, but as wise, taking advantage of every opportunity, because the days are evil. For this reason, do not be foolish, but be wise by understanding what the Lord's will is. And do not get drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, to sanctify her by cleansing her with the washing of water by the word, so that he may present the church to himself as glorious, not having a stain or wrinkle or any such blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one has ever hated his own body, but he feeds it and takes care of it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am actually speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each one of you must also love his own wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. And so we come to another conclusion, and I hope you've been able to see this way that God has continually said that he's shown his grace and his love to his people, and in response, he calls them to show grace to each other, love each other, and treat each other with kindness, justice, and truth. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You